Hopefully my sound quality is good because I'm not using my speakers. I'm Marquis Devereaux. I'm your host of Verbal Assault Livestream. And we are a political podcast that talks uh, with real people about real issues in real time. Uh, we're coming to you remotely. I am in Richmond Hill in Queens. It's a little bit near Jam uh, Jamaica Airport, JFK. Of course, uh, I'm not on any of those planes that are flying out right now. Uh, yesterday's topic had us all over the place. So I made this little joke about the only thing that's traveling are the opinions right now. Um, but we're, 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 we're a viewpoint show. So we, we watch the news, we watch things that are happening and we give our opinions and we, we hopefully enlighten the public and enlighten ourselves to think a little bit broader than our own standpoint. And again, like I said yesterday, who knows where we'll end up. Now, I'm not sure if you guys are coming to us from Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, uh, but we're also on 11 other platforms, and I want to thank you for being part of the show. Um, and that's if you want to listen to us. Now, if you want to watch us, you know, we're good-looking people. We're now on Zoom. Yay! Um, we were on Zencaster, but Zencaster doesn't like uh, old programs. It doesn't like anything that has to do with Safari. It also doesn't like certain phones, and I guess it doesn't like the host of the show. So moving on. Um, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, Snapchat, and TikTok. So each platform has different content. So if you want to be a nerd and get more into it or hear what else we're talking about, you go on one of those programs. So if you want to sponsor or contribute, because you know what? We live in New York City and rent is expensive, even though Sam's coming from Connecticut and, um, and Mr. CSA is coming from New Jersey. Shit is expensive, so we need your money, okay? Now, we know you don't have a lot of money. Some of you have a lot of money. You ain't going to give it up. But those of you that can contribute, we don't care if it's a dollar. We don't care if it's $5. If you want to contribute $500, we are happy to take your money. Contribute. We are listener-sponsored and supported. You can contribute on Anchor. You can contribute on Patreon. You can contribute on Twitch. And I'm just realizing that this angle makes my forehead look really, really big but we're gonna move on past that too. So, today's commentators, I am back on with Mr. Brian Parker. Brian Parker is a brother from North Carolina, the land of biscuits, grits, and gravy. And lately, all we've had is people jumping in to the fire from the frying pan. Brian Parker, would you say that's a correct assessment from your side on the left? Absolutely. How are we doing today? Uh, I'm doing fine, as long as I don't get skewered or sizzled or burned. Uh, and yesterday, yeah, sorry, Monday's topic was kind of all over the place. So I wasn't sure how to get uh, out of the woods a couple of times. We also have uh, a returning contributor. He leans to the right. He, from what I understand, is originally from Long Island. He is Muslim. 
he is uh, has grown up and also in Hong. Uh, he's part Hong Kong Chinese. I'm so confused, Mr. Common Sense Avenger. There's nothing common about you, so why would you call yourself that? The contradiction. That's why. And thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. We're happy to have you. What part of New Jersey are you coming to us from? Uh, I'm right next to Manhattan, I would say. Like, okay. literally, I ride my bike into the city every day. Okay, so you're near the George Washington Bridge. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. There's a lot of places near the George Washington Bridge. No, there's only one place next to the George Washington Bridge. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it depends on what side of the bridge you're on. Yeah, which you said, New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Which, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, because I just turned 53, so dyslexia liberal, is okay. Liberal gears. I get it. I, sure. Um, and so I'd also like to go ahead and introduce uh, my co-host and regular contributor. He calls himself an independent. He leans right at one time. He was a Democrat. He is no longer a Democrat. He feels that Trump is the solution to the problems with China. I'd like to say hello, coming to us from somewhere in Connecticut near Metro North, Mr. Samuel Kachera. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am not bad. I'll tell you, though, I wish I could get on an airplane and just fly to another place that would get me out of COVID-19 lockdown. I can't stand it. Okay. In it, brother. But it's All right. Okay. That's everybody. Okay. So, guys, I want to talk about Tara Reid. I want to talk about Tara Reid and Joe Biden's fingers. I don't know where we're going to go with this conversation. Are you going to smell them? Um, um, it sounds like we're talking about the Monica Lewinsky cigars situation with Bill Clinton. Um, my problem is Tara That's Reed, a move they do, isn't it? Go right for the vag. Okay, but there you go. Uh, grab him by the pussy. Tara hey, Reed, But he actually did it. <laughs> That's the irony of it. Trump talked uh, about it, and this guy actually did it. And Tara the Democrats Reed, are okay with it. Okay, not that I'm the host of the show or anything, but don't mind me. Tara Reid has made accusations. Why should we pay any attention to her? Samuel, why should we pay attention? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you just said that. Serious Tiberius. I can't believe he just said that. You, aren't you supposed to be paying attention to women and, and their complaints if, they've been, if they complain that they've been sexually harassed? But, brother, I'm asking you why should we should pay attention. Yeah, I know, but you just said, I'm not sure, and why should we? So, yeah, I'm, of course we should, because if a woman makes a complaint, no, no man should lay his hands on a woman without permission. We all understood that a long time ago. Uh, Bingo. No, no Bingo. means no. Remember that? No means no. Unless you want to grab him by the pussy. Okay, so why, why don't we ask Joe Biden? Well, here's, here's my concern. Um, there have been so many accusations made against Trump, and he's been extremely... Oh, Jesus Christ, we're talking about Joe Biden here. Gotta bring in Trump, right? Gotta bring no, no, well, don't even well, allow it. Well, put, put the whole thing right now. Talking well, about Biden I'm, and his chick, Terry. So, I know they both want to let it I'm going to continue, thank you very much. So, the comparison is being made because the both of them are running for president currently. And this issue is going to come up in the campaign. So, my question was, why should we pay Tara Reid any attention? And I'm asking that. Holy shit. Because, because <laughs> she, voted, 
she she voted. Is the current news of the day. She His voted. Hey, no, no, let him, okay. Say, let him make this point because no, he talked about her. Yeah, let's hear this. Okay. Come on. She, vote, she voted good. for Biden. I'm repeating myself. She voted for Biden in 2008. Now, when she was asked why she voted for Biden in 2008 with Obama, she said it's because I voted for Obama. Now, if the man has been vice president for eight years and he assaulted you, shouldn't you have made the accusation when he was running on the vice presidential ticket? One could argue that. Doesn't mean one needs to, but one could argue that. I just don't know if I would vote for someone who sexually assaulted me. Right. And so she is trying to discredit him now. She doesn't want people to vote for him. She's okay. That out there. She asked that he that he uh, re that he uh, gets out of the contest. Gets okay. Out of the contest. So now that there's been some final um, stability within the Democratic Party as to who may actually get this nomination, because God knows we were running Bozo the Clown for a moment there, and who knows, maybe Madonna was going to run for president with Kim Kardashian as her vice president. I'm not sure. Brian Parker, this accusation is being made against a Democratic candidate. Mm -hmm. This person has been accused of Joe Biden of being touchy-feely, smelling women's hair, grabbing them on the neck. Why should anybody vote for this man if there's any credibility to this woman's statement? Well, you have to really determine if there's any credibility. Well, I've heard your hesitation. So why did you hesitate before the, answering? Well, the, the reason I hesitated is because I'm really trying to quantify what's credible. I mean, the, the problem is this. There's only two people currently that know what really happened. That's Joe Biden and that's Tara Reid. Everything, everything else. I'm sorry, purely... Sam, did you say incorrect? Incorrect. Why is that incorrect? Because she made it well known to her husband and is documented back in 1996. And she, she also supposedly made it well known to a few friends that she was assaulted and uncomfortable. So let's go back to Brian. And Brian, finish your statement, please. Well, that's really funny because now we're talking about uh, contemporaneous notes. Um, so, you know, it's funny how, okay, she mentioned it, but to Marky's point, she still supported him. She still voted for him. Joe Biden's been vetted for vice president. Joe Biden ran for president and was vetted. None of these things came up. So yes, and he's right that a woman deserves to be heard and, and believed, but her accusations need to be vetted. You don't have any physical proof any more than the Democrats that ran around yelling about Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh uh, had. You know, and, and a lot of them were wrong because they wanted to because of their political beliefs, wanted to bury him without any proof, just because uh, Christine Blasey Ford sounded credible. She sounded credible. Tara Reid may sound credible. Uh, I don't know if Tara Reid sounds credible. I don't uh, know if she uh, sounds credible. Wow. Some of the 25 accusers of Donald Trump sound credible. No, they don't. Watch the 25 people. Trump got nothing to do with this. If you want to bring up Kavanaugh. Well, well, well it's not, it's no, not, it's no, not, no, no, listen, no, listen, no. listen, listen. You can't put your diaper on every time somebody says Trump. You can't put your diaper on every time somebody says Trump. Christine Blasey Ford. Christine Blasey Ford has zero credibility. 
all of her all of her friends whoever she brought out the woodworks she had no documentation nothing zero even even she lied about travel everything she was a liar you know it everybody knows it nobody also knows it's a basic you you don't know that well, you know, it's a, but there's one thing we do know. We're all guys, right? We all went to high school, right? All of us, doesn't matter what socioeconomic spectrum or what color we are or what religion we are. When was the last effing time a senior girl let a freshman boy get within 50 yards of her in a hut as in a school party? Okay. Unless you want to be identified as a loser. Great question, but it happens all the time. It's called no, it doesn't. It does not. It does not. Senior girls do not hang out with freshman boys. If you college guys, if if you don't mind, while you're scrambling some of those facts, what I'd like um, to there's no facts scrambled there. It is read a court document. Um, I'd like to read a statement that was sent to me here. A court document from 1996 shows former Senate staffer Tava Reed told her ex-husband she was sexually harassed while working for Joe Biden in 1993. Now, I want you guys to know she continued working for him, and she also voted for him after and supported the campaign. Okay? Are you trying to shame her? I'm just talking the facts. I didn't say whether it was and the fact and the fact is is that she that he digitally penetrated her. Yeah, and she continued to work for because she believes in the message that this guy stands for. Mr. CSA, if I may continue the statement, because I know talking over me will make you heard, but it will not negate the declaration. The declaration exclusively Mm -hmm. obtained by the Tribune of St. Louis, Obispo, California, does does not say Biden committed the harassment, nor does it mention Reed's more recent recent allegations of sexual assault. Reed's then husband, his name is Theodore Tronin, wrote the court declaration. Tronin at the time was contesting a restraining order. Reed filed against him days after he filed for divorce. Superior court records show. I'm closing that. So, a woman, uh, hell have no fury like a woman's point. That's the Bible. Let's talk to Jesus. Hell hath no war, no fury like a woman scorned. Mm-hmm. Now, You're saying if she lied. a woman, if a woman in this day and age wanted to ruin a guy's reputation or his career, yep. all she has to do is make an allegation. Yep. So, wow. Sam Samuel Kachera has created today's subject, and Sam wanted to know. Where is the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. and where is the press? Brian, you're saying, mm-hmm. go ahead, please. No, it's a, it's a fair question. It's a fair question because, I, and, I, and, and again, I'm going to bring Trump in it because of the defense of it is, is that when it came up on him, everybody was going after him. So sad bringing up Trump in this. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm well, I'm giving you the actual the lean to your yes, way. That's why it's a is, struggle. That's why it's a struggle. And don't he, position he, like he, it's a benefit to me. No, no, no. no. See, on, because because I'm going to do something that you cannot. <laughs> How is presumptuous. Be in, is be in, in, in uh, perspective of what's going on. Yes, uh, the media has been very, very silent. Yes, the Me Too movement has, the Me Too movement has been very, very silent. Had this been Trump, it's been 24-7 nonstop. And I am a little bit disappointed in that. I understand that they're trying to cover the pandemic and everything else that's going on, but I truly believe that if it was the current occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, um, there would be more uh, pussy rallies and 
everything else going on right now. And that is a shame. I, I do agree with that. Where is the Me Too movement? I haven't heard a whole lot about that. Why? Uh, Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi, Kirsten Gillibrand, okay, uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, all of them are backing him and not, you know, and the funny thing right. with Kirsten Gillibrand is, is that, boy, she sure ran Al Franken's ass out of the, uh, out of Congress real quick, didn't she? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. So, so we have the left and the right in agreement. So here's my next question. Eight women have came forward in 2020, but why not 2008? Why not? Now, there are no women on this panel today. It wasn't a complaint I'm, in 2008. Right. So the question is, why not? I've been sexually violated before as young as six. As a six-year-old, I don't know how to process a trauma like that, and I take it into adulthood. But now in adulthood, I, I speak about it openly. And in speaking about it openly, someone had asked me, well, why don't you try to have that person prosecuted? First of all, the person's probably dead. And if they are not dead, they're so old, they're about to be dead. But once being a, a, a uh, victim of an attack, I felt it was my duty to come forward. Now, I want to be clear to the audience and anyone listening that on Verbal Assault Radio Debate, our radio show, we discussed this in depth. And a woman who was guest commentating on the show, she said it had happened to her. And she said everyone has a different time to come forward. Mm -hmm. My question is... No one knows this woman's position or this woman's feelings or what her experience was. Only she does. Why now? Well, one of the things I think... And she wants... And she, wants uh, she doesn't think he's a fit leader. Okay, but did she think he was a fit vice president when she voted for him? Can crawl on her head and figure that out for her. When someone gets fucked up that way and someone actually violates the sanctity of another human being's most, most position, it's look, okay. It, when you throw shade on it like that, I was actually down with the Me Too. And I actually think that we should default and believe women, even though Blasey for, even though, but, but you're not doing it. You say you agree, but you're not doing it. You're saying, one second, one second, let's be clear. Let's be clear. I am down with the Me Too movement, and the former production manager of this program was a dark-skinned woman with an afro. So I'm very much a proponent for women, but I am the first to say, and I've been accused of being sexist, that there are often times that I have a problem dealing with women because of the emotional, um, because of the emotional fluctuation. I have a problem dealing with gay people because of the emotional fluctuation. I have a problem dealing with some of the men on this panel because some of you guys are diva and more bitches than I can be or any other woman that I know. But the fact of the matter is women should be heard. But when should they be believed? It's more of a you thing. Lots of multiple, No, when there are multiple spokes going into the lowest common denominator, math tells me that maybe it's not the whole world filled with all these different types of bitchy personalities. 
it could be something else. You know what I mean? But okay. the thing is about the thing is about Tara Reid is if anybody wants to listen to her story, watch the rising interview with her, where they actually broke the story about forty days ago. And when she talked, what she describes in that um, interview is the one moment. Any of us who's gone through any sort of childhood trauma, who have been this, it, it's 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 there's a trigger. There's a trigger. Her trigger was after Biden did everything he did to her, is what she said afterwards. You could see it in her face, is that when he turned to her and after he'd done what he'd done to her, he actually turned to her and said, hey, are you okay? Hey, are you okay? Then he looks at her and goes, hey, remember, you're nothing. You're nothing. And the way she repeated that and the way her eyes trailed off and the way her entire face fell into complete sadness, that's something I understood biologically. Okay, so one, one, one concern that I have is one of, a, a, and I will put this in quotes, I don't care if people believe it or not. If you don't care, why talk about it? Either you do care or you don't care, but if you don't care, why wait until 2020 and not speak in 2008 and say, hey, wait a minute, why not speak up before 2008 and say, this happened and let me set the record straight. This person was the senator. This person was a prominent senator. Putting the onus on the victim and say, why didn't they speak up earlier? That feels why so unfair. What's unfair? By telling saying that she should have spoken up earlier. I don't, so I'm trying to understand because I still don't understand because it's one thing if you've recently been through the trauma and you need some time to heal. But when you see the person in a role of leadership and then they, they're running on, on, on a major ticket and then you see the nomination, but you're saying that because there was a black president, a biracial president, you still decided to vote for him and the sexual like assault like didn't have, one second please, the sexual assault still did not have the level of pain that you needed to bring it forth. Go ahead, Samuel Kuchera. I'd like to know, did you have this same question when Christine Blasey Ford waited half of her life before she brought it forward? So you're asking me a personal question and I'm going to answer it personally. The thing that concerned me about Kavanaugh is not what he said, it was how he said it. So if we're going to talk about Tara Reid and how she but I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you but about. You're asking me about. You're asking me about Christine Blasey Ford, right? She who made the accusation. Who made the accusation against a Supreme Court nominee? Correct. Yeah. Okay. But she didn't make an. She didn't say it. She never brought it forward. All of those years. So because you asked the question about her, it relates to him because. He's oh asking me my opinion or you're shaking is, your head telling me. I'm asking you to, I'm asking you about Christine Blasey Ford. Why and I'm why, why to are you, we not asking did why did Christine Blasey Ford wait more than half of her life to bring it forward and why wasn't that an issue back then? Why is it an issue now? Because, because he was being nominated because he was being nominated for a Supreme Court lifetime position. This which means that nominated for the presidency. The presidency, the presidency lasts 48 years, my friend, not a lifetime. 48. 48. 48. 
Well, it seems Reid like said that. she told four Biden aides, including Dennis Toner, a senior staffer, and then Chief of Staff Ted Kaufman, about inappropriate behavior by Biden, not the alleged digital, digital penetration. Afterwards, she said she was stripped of most of her duties and later given a month to find another job at the instruction of Kaufman, who denies her account, along with Toner and two others in the office. No other Biden staffer has corroborated the assault and harassment allegations to the media right why is that that's the that's the twenty thousand dollar question but you know something i'm not going to do soul search you know why the democrats have done this hypocritical move one second but wait wait the democrats haven't done it the democrats are doing it but the the what's that distinction what the republicans have done it repeatedly so what's happened on both sides no so that makes it okay i mean almost that feels like it that feels once again, you did not respond to why this was not an issue when Christine Blasey Ford waited more than half of her life to bring it forward. But you are questioning why- I, But I answered your question. So, so let me, I've answered let me, your question. No, you didn't. Forward, let me come forward with some- That's your opinion, but I did answer your question. Let me come forward with my opinion on that, yeah? Sure. My opinion would be something like what um, CSA said, where it's, it's open. It's, it's whenever an individual feels it, it needs to come forward, yeah? Christine Blasey Ford waited all that time and thought this, this guy had done something wrong. Even if she was lying, she still brought it forward. Right? I just, but at least I, Reed has a paper trail. Well, my problem, my problem, Bingo. my problem with, my problem with the Tara Reed situation is that she continued to work for him. She commended him after, and then she voted for him. That negates credibility. For Obama. What he about Harvey Weinstein? How about how Oprah Winfrey knew what Harvey Weinstein was doing? How about the woman, Maria Circararo, who was raped by Harvey Weinstein but still took roles from him? And all the other women who still work for Harvey Weinstein, even though everybody knew he was a monster. Meryl Streep knew he was a monster and said so. Yeah. What about Matt Lauer? One second. We got two people talking. So, um, Brian Parker, is there anything you want to add to this? I mean, there is truth to that. I mean, Megyn Kelly kept working for Roger Ailes, and she knew what a, a piece of crap he was. But Holy see, cow. I, 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 per- I personally think that Megyn Kelly's a piece of crap. So well, I mean, true. Yes. 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 She deserves it. What, what, is that, what does that even mean? What that means is that a woman that supports blackface, yeah, probably has to deal with her own skeletons as well. Yeah, that's what she that deserves. No, it means what? She deserves to be treated by Roger Ailes? I said she deserves to handle her own skeletons. She was sexually assaulted by Roger Ailes to get that job she dealt with it for years and didn't say anything until decades later, which is exactly what Tara Reid did, which is exactly well, what um, um, Blasey Ford did. Once Women again, have the right to do this. What we're saying here, okay, and what we said on the radio show, is there are times that people know the cost of doing business. We know in entertainment, you might have to sleep with some people to get ahead. Unfortunately, in politics. Oh. Unfortunately, in politics. Holy shit. Unfortunately, Ooh. in politics, Ooh. I believe that there are certain people that keep their mouths shut because they believe it's in their best interest over the long term. So the casting couch is appropriate to you. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say that. I'm telling no, you. No, it's blaming happened. the victim. What this is is victim blaming. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it seems that something should have been said in 2008 
because the vice president is the second in command. That's a pretty damn big deal. So basically you're saying she should have came out in 2008. So you're saying, you're saying everybody has a point that they must come out. Otherwise it's too far gone. Like, what do you have to say? Or if you haven't by now, then don't come out at all because you basically gave a forfeited that right. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 so, yeah. so, then, so let's go back to Trump. So it was cool that Stormy Daniel, y'all should not have no issues about Stormy no, no. Or any of those people that he's actually, actually, I don't think Brian's saying that. I think Brian's so, agreeing so, with you. Okay, exactly. So let's thank, say, thank you. Oh, my bad. I did okay, misunderstand. Three this. people talking. One second, please. Um, Brian, you started to add something. Go ahead, please. Oh, no, no, no. CSA was absolutely right. Sam, I was actually agreeing with you that, mm. that we should not necessarily say because someone did not do something at a certain time, then that basically means that you have no say anymore. Right. Would it have been ideal if she had a problem with him for everyone involved to have come out at a certain time? That's true, but I don't think you can really sit there and creep into somebody's mind, their emotions, what they Bingo. think that they went through, and then say, hey, um, I need to make sure that when I come out, it's convenient for everybody else. I need to do it when I'm at a place where I can deal with it. Maybe I've had to go through therapy. Maybe I've had to confront some uh, some demons and things like that. And now I'm at a point where, hey, I could have had this conversation with close friends and family, but now I'm gonna take a step and make this public. I'm not gonna be a whistleblower that uh, hides behind a cloak or anything. I'm actually putting myself out there, knowing that this could change my life forever. I could get death threats. I could get all kinds of things, uh, all kinds of retaliation and things like that. Am I prepared to go through that? All of that, ha that person has to consider before they even speak that. Would it have been convenient in 2008? Absolutely. I'm going to add something here from the Daily Beast because I think this is very interesting. When you elect a clown, you get a circus. And when you elect a misogynist, you get a world that no longer values women. In the end, it's possible that people like Molly Hemingway will be able to use the story of Tara Reid to destroy Me Too. After all, that's their goal. Silence women, believe no women, and treat all allegations as chess moves. Oh, please. That's like such garbage coming from the Daily Beast. It's okay, absolute but, rubbish. But, 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 but something makes sense here. Okay? What? Most of us tend to want to negate or silence women at some point. I've been accused of being sexist because I say that sometimes women will act very emotionally volatile. So is Bloomberg. Like, Bloomberg I, was I, horrible. He's a horrible individual in this regard. Okay, but he's no longer it, running for president. But it transcends right and left, this paradigm of right and left, so, or Democrat and Republican, the abuse so, that women, systematic abuse so women get Thank you, thank yeah. you. So what the Daily Beast yeah. said, what the Daily Beast has said, is that we have created an environment. Yeah, it's trying to attribute it to Trump. That's what it means by you elect a clown. And this, again, okay. such a lame thing when they but say I'm not Trump's fault. But I'm not finished. When you create a history and a cycle of negating women's credibility, then now that someone else wants to speak up, we think, not me too, but them too. Like, oh, it happened to them too? Listen, this goes on. Men know that when we interact with women, whether you're a gay man, whether you're a heterosexual man, I don't know about trans men, but when we interact with women, we interact with women a little bit differently than we do men. Maybe well, speak for yourself. And the thing is, the only person doing that for this entire thing is you, because you're casting doubt on her story. You're casting shade on her story. 
all three of us are here right now are looking at this fact that, hey, look, this is a fact and this is a fucking systemic problem. Nobody's casting shade on a story other than you. Okay. Well, you know something? Making a personal attack on me is fine. It's not an attack. It's an observation, sir. And I don't mean it for you to take it personally. I'm just saying, for the sake of this conversation, the only person that's been doubting and saying maybe and alleged and using words like that has been you. Brian has been steadfast. That is is my job. Sam has been steadfast to doubt her. That's contrary to what you just said. That's okay. I will question everything because that is my job. So what I'm questioning right now is why a woman votes for a man who has sexually assaulted her. Why? Biden. Why? She voted, she voted for Obama. She made that clear. That he is was unacceptable. He was unacceptable to me. But Since we're speculating, maybe she just cannot deal with the thought. And the thought of having to deal with this man as her leader in charge for the next four years. But a black man as president easily could have been assassinated at any point, and then you would have had the same situation. Then what? Not well, apples, apples. Well, maybe what was really important to her was the historic moment of having the first black president. Maybe she put her country first and said, you know something? America needs its first black president before I'm going to go in and muck it up. So, Brian, how is this any different when I'm saying that things happen to us in entertainment, things happen to us in politics, things happen to us in business, and unfortunately we keep our mouths shut because we feel that that it's in our best long-term interest to say nothing. How is this situation, Brian, any different? I mean, there could be a lot of variables, but if you go with the assumption that uh, what CSA just said, which it could be, uh, maybe she was looking at it that way, but that's still um, basically putting what happened aside for what you think is the greater good. Now you have to be able to live with that. And she's probably tried to, she's probably tried to live with that. I agree. I agree. Yes. Yes. Um, But it, you can turn a bad thing into a good thing. But guys, when you're talking about the fact that maybe she doesn't like the idea of him possibly be being her commander in chief, he was possibly her commander-in-chief as the second-in-command. That yeah. was eight whole years. Again, you're trying to talk she about probably, a different she, circumstance. She probably wasn't I am trying to understand. Way. I'm yeah. trying to understand how we absolve responsibility. See, this is what you're doing. You're, telling, you're saying yet again that she should have done it then, or why didn't she do it then? That's not for any of us to say. May I say something? May, may I say Victim. this? We can't let, gov- let, 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 let me use some. Let me use a different example here. You know, the right often, when you speak about injustice, uh, the right often talks about crime and how bad things are in urban cities and how democratic leaning states have all this crime and they're not run well. Um, And then often what they will do is they will refer to Chicago and they will talk about how Chicago has all of this crime and it's not run well. Okay. Um, I'm losing my point a little bit here, but uh, essentially what I'm trying to say is that when you are the victim of a crime, okay, and I'm sure many people in Chicago have experienced odd situations at some point, as many here in New York have. When the situation continues to repeat itself, 
In many urban communities, we, and especially black communities, we have this thing called no snitching. And the, and the, uh, and the Latinos are using it as well. No snitchers. So-and-so's a snitch. When a crime takes place to you, does it, don't, at, at least myself, I, I say to myself at some point, I don't want this to happen to someone else. So I have an obligation to speak up. Mm. At some point, I say that. Again, you're asking the question, why didn't she speak up? She should have spoken up. But, don't, did, but did we feel an obligation? And I don't understand how 2008 is any different than 2020. Because in 2008, the first black president was going to be elected. That's not the point. You don't How's compromise women. You don't compromise women for race. You don't Maybe compromise. Wait, women. are you saying she compromised women now? This is all speculation. May I continue? Maybe she don't. If I may, if I may. I, women, women should not be compromised because of race, because of money, or because of career. Because when you don't say something, you put other women at risk. Wow, sounds but like you're talking down to her. Where is the Unfortunately, are you, are you scolding her? We have a reputation, may I? We have a reputation of not giving women any credibility. My problem is, is that <laughs> is when, what you're doing. You've, when you've allowed this man to be in office for eight years as a vice president and get all of this track record, I, I don't know. Her credibility is questionable now for me. Wow. Okay. It is. So her credibility is questionable. Her paperwork is, exists. She does have witnesses, and you still cre uh, question her credibility. That's you need she, to be changed. She, she has. She has spoken. Well, hold on. Your head in the hold, sand. hold on. I'm not going to put my head anywhere, but in the research books and in the papers, and I do my research. There were times when she was asked about Biden and she spoke about him very glowingly. Pro during, during the vice presidency, she's come in contact with him uh, more than once. And there's the Senate. Come on, man. You're trying to make her responsible for this. If a wife gets beaten yeah. or is getting yeah. abused, yeah. she'll say yeah. nice things yeah. about her husband because of Stockholm Syndrome. And you okay. say, you should have spoken up earlier. You should have done this. And because you didn't somebody, speak up earlier, it's suspect. Somebody, That's crazy somebody, shady, man. Some, if somebody witnesses a crime, someone has a responsibility to report the crime. We're talking about saying that rape or being violated that is a simple crime. It's like trying to compare that to getting my wallet lifted or somebody stealing my bike or breaking into my house. Do you report it? Do you report it? Do you report your wallet stolen? But it's different. That's my point. It's different. How? Emotionally. Holy shit. How? Tell me. If you've been violated sexually, like personally, that's a whole lot different than being stolen from. 100%. How do you not see that? Come on, don't be obtuse. You know, I was, I was before this, when, when I was arrested, uh, uh, when I was arrested uh, some time ago, about five years ago, uh, and I had all these false accusations that come, had come up against me as the host of the show. Before Verbal Assault existed, I created the show while incarcerated. And in that time, there was someone that was in the facility that allowed me to live with them uh, because I was homeless at that point. And when they left the facility, they realized um, that I was the type of person that probably wasn't like everybody else. They offered me to stay in their home with their wife and their two children. Uh, 
In that time that I was there, someone pulled out a knife on me. And basically, within an inch of a major, major artery, stabbed me under my arm. I was called names that are derogatory that they call versus uh, against gay people. With my arm bleeding, I was upset. I asked to be taken to the hospital and I was traumatized. I was near death. And being near death, I said to myself, I have an obligation to say something because I don't want this to happen to anyone else. So when we talk about trauma, and I realize my trauma wasn't sexual, but then this brings us back to the movie Spotlight in the Boston Globe and what happened in the Catholic Church. Now that we're doing payouts with the Catholic Church, there are all these men coming forward and saying, hey, I was violated too. It's not to say that it didn't happen, but what becomes the motivation to say something? When do you feel the obligation to make it known this might happen to someone else? I have to think outside of my experience and I have to make sure as a human being that no one else goes through what I went through. When does it become accountable? Gee, I hope Tara Reid listens to this so she can hear the good talking to you giving to her and letting her as a victim know when she should actually properly share what happened to her with the authorities. And, and I want you to know that Tara Reid has said, quote, I don't really care deep down if they believe me or not, but I want other survivors to know that they can come forward. Uh, like this. I, and she said, I wasn't voting for Biden, um, but Biden wasn't mentioned. She said, I was voting for Obama. I mean, I was really hopeful and happy that Obama became president and Joe Biden happened to be on the ticket. Exactly somehow. what I said. Which is exactly somehow. what I said. Yeah. I think it's exactly what I said. But wait, somehow I think when you got stabbed, one second, Sam. You were looking for was one not, second, Sam. Give, give me a second. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But let me let me wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This was Sam. Give me a second here. Give me a second, Sam. One second. That was you trying to get justice. Sam. Sam. Exactly. Sam. As a as a gay person. I thought about how many other people are going to get violated by this same individual. So my question was, why was the safety of another woman less important than history being made? Wowzers, holy cow, talk about being a victim and you want to play the gay card. You know where the monster bar is in the Christopher Street? I worked there for three years. Best friend I'm gonna say exactly this. I'm gonna say my best friend David Stevens, and I've known him for like more than 20 years. He's been married to Tommy. Every time somebody talks against gay marriage, I always well, David. Well, well, I'm well, gonna well, can I finish? I'm not gonna finish a point where you're talking about victimization. I'm gonna no, I'm not talking about anybody versus anybody. You're trying and to I inject ask things. The question, uh, when are you accountable? Okay. I'm gonna Okay, may I finish, please? Okay, make a, long, make a, a long story short. He told me after 20 years of friendship about how he was, how he, he told me after 20 years of friendship, after 20 years of friendship, what had happened to him when he got in a date rape drug and how he had woken up naked and he had gotten himself back to Westchester. And this had happened so many years before. And the first thing on my mind wasn't thinking, gee, you have a civic responsibility because those guys could have been doing this to people for 20 years. Oh my right. goodness. My first responsibility was basically, 
oh my God, that is so hor horrific what happened to you. What can we do to help you in the path of healing? And thank you for sharing with me this experience that happened to you because I must be a trustworthy person. So I didn't think at all he had some sort of civic responsibility. So there's no responsibility that needs to be taken. He chose when. When do you think David should have come out with this? Ten years ago? Five years ago? Because it was like almost 20 years when it had happened to him. I'm he didn't feel comfortable talking to anybody about it. I'm asking an ugly question. When does it I'm asking you. When do you think it should have come? But when, I'm asking you. When do you think it is? I mean, you're, you're the one basically saying this is your governance over this. Asking me the question. See, I don't have a problem in answering questions. And I'm asking you all as panelists. I've not heard from Brian Parker in a while. Let, let me go back to Brian. Brian, when do you think someone needs to step forward and make it known? As soon as they can. That's a good point. As soon as they can. Sometimes the trauma goes on and on, and sometimes they're just not able to say something. You know, some people die with those secrets. Exactly. Yeah. Be, be, because they, exactly. They, they, they weren't ready. Yes. Yes. You know? Or it hurt them so deeply. When you look at Tara Reid, it wasn't so much that he stuck his fingers inside of her. It was the pointing the finger and telling her she was nothing. If you look at her face, that's what devastated her. Uh-huh. Well, you know, Sam earlier, and Sam, I apologize that I needed to cut you off, but I want to come back to you because I didn't let you finish making your point. Uh, you, you mentioned Christine Fiore, and I looked at her face and I said, damn. I said, whatever she has went through, it was rough. And, and, and I'll say this, I don't think any woman would want to go through the type of threats to her life and the type of judgment that she went through. Now, I'm going to also add that I've met Monica Lewinsky and I actually felt, uh, I don't want to say that I felt pity, but I felt a sort of empathy for her because she's a really nice person. And I thought, damn, how the hell did she survive being mutilated by the press like that? Now, listen, I'm media. I'm taking a, a, a supposed victim, um, Tara Reed, and I'm questioning. And I'm questioning, and, 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 and Mr. CSA doesn't like the fact that I'm questioning. I don't Samuel like it. Don't put and, words and, in my and, mouth. And, I don't and, mind you questioning. But I'm going to ask the questions because, because if we take every woman at their word and condemn the men without questioning, how is that fair to the other half of the equation? The actual premise or the question, what I remember was why was the media ignoring her story? No one said anything of what you're saying. I didn't say that you're not allowed to question or shouldn't question. You should question everything. I don't blankly believe anybody about anything unless there's proof. With her story, there's actually a paper trail that can be validated. There's court documents that can actually validate it. She, there's, this, there's an actual, there's an actual phone call. There's an actual phone call on um, the, I believe it's Larry, not Larry David, but whatever the dude, Stephen, the King dude, Larry King, on um, CNN show. Okay, and the thing is, suggest the fact that she started this plot back in 1990, whatever, because she knew one day Biden would run for president is just ludicrous. The talking down, which no, nothing, I nothing's ludicrous, nothing's ludicrous, because another woman was eventually going to work for Biden, and nothing was, nothing was properly documented in the way that there could be 
some actual an actual um um and it, you know at some point we would need to protect other women and this disturbs me because i see this often in entertainment where we know that someone is a risk and we continue anyway going to work showing up now i don't know if we have children to feed I don't know if we have a mortgage we have to pay, but we're uh, compromising something for something else. So you're saying they shouldn't show up for work? So Megan Kelly shouldn't have gone to work. The first time Roger Ailes um, inappropriately went to her for a Hummer, and he's like kept like pushing for that, asking her to mail her underwear to him. She just said, I'm not going to go to work anymore. Um, Is that what you're saying? I don't work for people who continue to traumatize me. No, we know what you would do. I'm asking you what you, th what you think she'd do. Because what you do, again, going back to the um, topic of individual liberty, and that's one of the things I think the right prides themselves a little bit more than the left, is that you as an individual have the right to make that choice. But you cannot judge another individual for not making a choice that you do not understand and but you do right not agree with. the right judges people all the time. The right judges people all the time. Let me say this. Let me, so you're asking me a question, Mr. CSA. So I'm going to answer your question. I have a woman who um, works as my personal administrator and assistant, and she has now become a good friend of mine. Um, she worked for a major medical corporation here in New York, and she was explaining to me as an elderly woman who was uh, in her upper 50s some of the harassment and some of the comments. Um, now, now, she's a woman of African descent. She's African-American. Uh, I think she's approaching about 58 or 59 now. And she get, got benefits, uh, medical and dental and et cetera, but they were constantly making it clear that they no longer wanted her there. And one of the things that I said to her, as I said, as long as you continue to allow them to do it, you're saying that it's okay. When it is no longer okay, you're not going to stay. You're going to find somewhere else that you should be. So again, you're sloganeering. You're saying what she should have done. I can't I'm say saying, what they should have done. And what I'm saying is when it's not okay, you're not going to allow someone to continue doing it. You're going to interrupt the process as best as you can. Now, if a woman's being raped, that's one thing. But if a woman's being raped, does she go back to the job? If a man's being raped, does he go back to the job? If someone has violated you... Do you have any data that actually, do you have any data that actually supports what you just said? Because there's so many people and so many people out there who go in toxic environments. Like if you talk about the time during segregation, how many black people went to horrible environments just to feed their families? This is an opinion show, and you deflect it. Now I I'm not going to deflect. What's your question? I'm sorry. If I deflect you, question is, when someone violates you to that degree, do you go back to the job? Depends on what your circumstances are. You want to know what you want to know something that happened like um, to somebody was a famous case down in Atlanta and they asked the same thing of this black guy who never got hired as a manager and they found that that his superiors above him would like actually literally drop their pants two of them were Klansmen members and stuff like that and they said why did you go to that job for like 20 something years he said I got a family to feed he goes and this is the best paying job in this township he goes what am I going to do he says what am I going to do work at the chicken factory get half my money I want to see my daughter get to medical school. Every time I look at those Klansmen, when they drop their pants, when they make fun of me, when they violate my food, when they describe, all I kept thinking about was my daughter being a doctor and how their kids are going to wind up being either meth heads or nothing. He was focused. So he was subjected to a horrible environment.
I know, I, I, know I, I know so many people, so many unfortunate women when I was out in the Hollywood and when I worked in the entertainment business who actually compromised their bodies. And one of the unfortunate byproducts that made me come back to my, a different job and work in technology and focus on that and focus on my family because I have a daughter is what I saw what women were willing to do just for something that we see as like ethereal and fleeting as, 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 as pain. Even human trafficking. Uh, exactly. CSA. Um, well, let, let me add this. So blame these and, people and, and, and who say that they should speak up at this particular time and somehow or another befuddles you or confuses you that they should have spoken about it at this time and somehow or another that they should have done that. When you say they should have, anything that follows is a judgment. When you say well, they should have, anything follows is a judgment. And I don't have a right to judge somebody like that. Number one, none of us have vaginas. None of us knows what that feels like. And for one of us as a man or any of us as men to say, this is what you should have done. This is what you should have said. This is when you should have done it. And I don't that's understand. That's not what's happening. That's well, we not don't. what's happening. But what I am saying is, you use the example of the Klansmen, okay? Now, now, Brian, Brian, you're from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a dark-skinned brother. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you worked in North Carolina, but can you relate to any part of this story? Oh, about the clan? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's not where I was going. But okay. You said, yeah, go ahead. Do you want to share any part of the story? No, no. What does it have to do with Tara Reid? What it has to do is. Okay, but you've asked me a question. And what I'm trying mm-hmm. to understand is I want our audience to understand what types of circumstances make people negate uh, or, or compromise or, or, or say maybe it's not going to happen again or what types of situations make people say, I'll just keep my mouth shut. I'm not ready to speak. I mean, when people believe that the alternative is even worse, That'll make somebody make that calculated move. Sometimes it's it's calculated. It's the same people that uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, kept for so long is because they knew that if I want my career to go a certain direction, and they understand that the director community is a close knit community, that okay, I can get black, I can get blackballed, and I will be nothing if I if I do something in any kind of way to piss this man off. That and even if I'm not in a movie that he's directing, they all talk to each other, and he can okay. all You make a very good point, Brian Parker, and I thank you for that. And you know, CSA and Samuel Kachira, the reason why I'm asking these tough, uncomfortable questions that make me sound like a dick, and sometimes I am a dick, and I'm probably a dick right now, is because of the fact that these questions need to be asked. We're getting to the point now Some that with women, we're getting to the point that women are making accusations, and we're accepting it as truth without doing some investigation and without doing some questioning. Who's, who's, who set that fire? The left. Who set that fire? The left. The right always screams that we need to actually react to um, facts and figures. That's what we always scream. The Blasey Ford case is a perfect example of that. I think we need to look at facts. Even when Sam led and he talked about the documents and the um, court papers and that there's a lot of ancillary evidence. Because there just is in this case. And what the, the topic is, why is the media ignoring this? If it was Trump, just like what Brian said before, it would go all over the place. And Brian, let me ask you one quick question, dude. You, who is that really muscly black brother that were, was in the um, Everybody Hates Chris show? The really Terry muscly. Cruz. Terry Crews. Terry Crews waited 
what was it? Fifteen years before he admit, admitted that that producer sexually violated him. It was a okay, dude. Hold on, and he waited. And he waited. And he waited, and he waited fifteen years. Are you going to try to sue him too? Well, you know something. There was a decision made at some point that if I make myself heard, I'm going to be compromising something else. That's a decision that. I well, I unfortunately can't work for a lot of people. You're laughing, but I unfortunately- Well, not at you, something Brian wrote. I wasn't laughing at you, something okay. Brian wrote. No, that's okay, that's okay. I, I unfortunately can't work for a lot of people because once I came out as gay, um, I was written about in the Daily News, which is a local rag here in New York City. And when I was on ABC uh, News, speaking about my violation um, that happened with the knife and the attack, I couldn't work after that. No one would hire me. But that, I made that decision that I had an obligation to someone else in the same situation to speak up. Um, you know, we have five minutes, and I apologize that I didn't get to ask all of my questions. Um, but I'd like each of you to give a one-minute commentary. And Samuel Kachera, I'm going to start with you. Tara Reed, where's Me Too in the movement go? I think that Tara Reed should be certainly heard. I think all of her documents, everything should be made public. I think that uh, Joe Biden should be, oh man, he should be uh, crucified if, if it's all true. I mean, he should be- If, if, he, that's a good point, if. He, he should be kicked the F out. He should be kicked the fuck out right away. As long as they find out it's all true, which there's documentation supporting it. So I think he's on his way. He's got one foot out the door anyway. Okay. Uh, so, to say the second thing, Me Too movement, where the Quickly. fuck are they? Um, yes. I, I don't even know about them that much. I'm definitely not a part of them, but you know what? I support it. I did support it. I think right. that they're doing a great thing. Women should be heard. But okay. now, because, it's, because they turned it political, now they turn their backs on, on a female who's looking for, for, for camaraderie and, and, and the community to, to support her. So um, um, I think um, they should be kicked the fuck out. They should be dumped. Okay, thank you. Because of political aspirations, they should be dumped. Thank you, Mr. Samuel Kichera. Mr. CSA, I need to move to you. You have less than a minute. Um, I need to understand where, what role does Me Too serve? Do we criticize the pussy hats? Are women empowered? Do they not have enough power? What the F is going on? Yeah, um, make this really fast. Google Rose McGowan her reaction and how she calls out what the Democrats are who's running it. That's Rose McGowan. And then Google creepy Joe Biden. And take I a look at the videos. I got it. I got it. But can you give us, since we now took 15 seconds for that, in 30 seconds, tell us, tell us, give us your response from this. Response about what? Me Too movement was a racket to generate money. And there were a couple of women who were honestly taken aboard on it, who honestly shared their pain. And they discovered that both sides equally exploit them, which is exactly what happens to workers in this country, which is exactly what happens to women in this country, which is exactly what happens to minorities in this country. The thing is, the only thing that's piercing through that veil that has us all so confused and running into each other and blaming each other is Donald J. Trump. He conquered the Republican Party and watch him lay waste and reveal to the world the hypocrisy of the Democrats. I thank you, Mr. CSA, and I'm moving to Brian Parker. Brian Parker, strictly a minute. You are a person that says you've had interactions with people you believe to be Klan members. You're from North Carolina. You now live in New York. And 
if it's happening with black people on one level, it may be happening with women on another level. If it's happening with women on one level, what's happening to poor people? What's happening to rural people? Why is it that these marginalized groups feel that they're not heard? One minute, go ahead. Marginalized groups feel that they're not heard is, is because they're not in the positions to get uh, things done a lot of times, or they feel like they're not, they feel like they're not being represented. Um, that causes you to think that things will just get covered up. And we do see that a lot of times in a lot of communities where when things are brought out, unless you've got stacks of documents or uh, video proof or phone records or anything like that, those things get swept under the rug. Once you see that that happens on a continuous basis, it is a signal to you that your voice doesn't matter. For a lot of these women, if they feel like, hey, if I come out, my motives are going to be questioned, this is going to be asked of me, and that's exactly more, what's happening. More, more accountability is going to be put on me than the person that I'm saying did this simple thing. All it signals to the next person that feels that way is, why? Why would I put myself through that? Why would I look at this person and say, I want to go through the same thing that she just did. Thank you, Brian Parker. Um, I'm going to close out the show by thanking our audience to listening to a very sensitive topic that clearly there are strong points to view on. Um, to our women out there, to those of you that are mothers, I want to applaud you since Mother's Day was this past Sunday. Also, I want to say to those of you that are women, your voice should be heard, but you should expect to be questioned and you should be able to explain and get corroboration, create a track record, create a trail, because this is what you're going to go through, unfortunately, until we get to the point that women feel safer, until we get to the point that uh, we understand that, um, you know, the, the, the women, you, you can't have babies without a woman. You, you need a man or a woman to have a baby. So women serve a very important purpose in the yin and the yang. Thank you all of you uh, for being on today's show. I know it was a hot topic for you. I wish we had women on today's show, but some people are still recuperating from last Sunday, Mother's Day. Tomorrow's topic is going to involve... Friday. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Tomorrow's topic is going to involve the conservative revolt. Uh, the right revolts, conservatives are voicing displeasure with Trump. Um, yeah, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> God, Emperor uh, Trump. I, 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 you I, I, you I, I just stepped on my line, Brian. Wrapping up, that was my line. <laughs> if you are interested in being a guest on this show, like some of these knuckleheads we have here, please, Email our email our cast um, after the show. Um, email at castcrew, C-A-S-T-C-R-E-W-2 and 2 at gmail.com. And you may be selected to be a guest commentator. Mention um, in the subject line, live stream guest, whether you're um, lean left or lean right, or whether you're an independent somewhere in the middle. Some people are apolitical and they don't vote at all. We That's want why. women. That's we want women. We want beautiful, gorgeous, conservative women and the, and the, and the liberal trolls. We'll take them and, too. And nothing like a wrap up. With the purple hair, five feet tall, 700 pounds. We liberal. want to thank our audience for listening. And um, we're about to mute your mic. And we want to thank you for contributing. So whether you have contributed on uh, Patreon or Twitch, 
Anchor allows you to uh, contribute. We're listener supported. You can also become a sponsor of the show. Now, listen, we're, we're not politically correct here at all, but we do attract an audience. We attract an audience all over the United States. We attract an audience all over the globe. Be part of the conversation. Thank you for tuning in to Verbal Assault Launch Stream. I'm your host, Mark Devereaux. Until Friday, bye-bye.